Be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mack. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand. Welcome. To episode number, what are we, Will? I think we're number 20. 20. See, we've hit. We're Maybe 21. 20s. The 21, Roaring 20s. Okay. No, I'm looking at the thing now. I should have probably done that beforehand. Uh-huh. Brought to you by bettingsite.com.au, our great friends there. Thank you once again to them. William, two in one week. This is a momentous week, isn't it? Crazy. I've been so busy. It's ridiculous during COVID. This <laughs> is the only thing I look forward to. <laughs> I've actually set up the background. Myself. Oh, you're very professional now. It's taken us a while, but we'll get there. We'll get there. This might be the way of the future. I got mine set up for me like a child. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> it took me ages <laughs> last week. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, well, the New South Wales State of Origin team have 100% uh, dropped the ball. They have mm. come out. They were There was all this talk about 3-0. There was all this talk about... What's going to happen with the game in Queensland? And it was definitely going to be a coin sleep. And unfortunately for New South Wales supporters, that did not eventuate, William. Yeah, it was a weird game, wasn't it? I think I tweeted last night. It just didn't feel like an it didn't feel like an origin. There was no real hatred. You know what I mean? Like was it a New South Wales home game or Queensland home game? It's in Queensland. I thought they would have shown up. Yeah, this is our last time to give it to these guys. I mean, the crowd, and they just didn't. They ran out. There was absolutely no atmosphere. So I felt sorry for the players that that was, that was their first origin experience. Because usually, it's crazy. I mean, like, your first origin experience was Townsville. Unbelievable. And then Suncorp, and now this. So it didn't feel like an origin to me. It felt like we were, we were a little bit off at the start. But it felt like Queensland was as well, because, you know, we're, we're doing 65 metres every single set, really, especially out but of yardage. What was with the booing? I've never, like, I know the Gold Coast is, it's, I mean, it's close to New South Wales. There might have been a few people come up from the Tweed or whatever, but I've never seen a Queensland side get booed in Queensland like that. That was, it was really strange at the start because it felt like a New South Wales home game. You look around and there was blue jerseys all through the crowd. Mm. Do people in the Gold Coast hate Daly Chever Evans for backpedaling on the tights that much? Is that what happened? And that's what people think it is. It can't be just DC doing that. That was like six years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand. It can't be that. I just think maybe it was, it was, maybe it was half and half where it was in Townsville. There was what a thousand blue supporters, you know, 30,000 Queenslanders. And then like Suncorp is just like, you're never going to get that share. And this one was sort of like, it felt like, you know, they sort of turned up and I think Queensland supporters just didn't show up. They were over it. That's how solid they are. <laughs> it did feel like that, didn't it? It, did, like it felt like it. It felt like, yeah, we're, we're done. The series is over. Who cares? We'll get you next year. That's their attitude. Mm. You now, where we, where we have a look, there's, there's, a, there's a perfect photo after eight series losses in a row. Homebush has still got 85,000 people. The Blatchy Blues were all together. Everyone was there. Like, everyone did the right thing. Crowds turned up. And we, that was eight series in a row. These guys lose one. You know what I mean? Come on. It's, you've got to show up. That's the show's, show's Queensland. I mean, I, I know the players showed up. The fans definitely didn't. I'll tell you what. The Gold Coast is a very, very strange sporting market, though. Like, if you look at historically, you've had, the, you know, the, the South Queensland crushes, and they've tried to get rugby league on that sort of strip 
for 30 years. And you ever tried to no concentrate on the Gold Coast? You can't concentrate. That's very true. They should, there's, a they probably, there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of distractions and people just can't get their head on. I mean, people act like it's Vegas. It's got nothing on that shit, but everyone uses that as an excuse. There's too much to do. I get bored in two days on the Gold Coast. Nothing to do. I remember when they first went up there too, they got banned. Remember that? They, if you signed with the Titans, you weren't allowed to actually go to the Gold Coast. That would have worked well. Really? Yeah. Dragons can't even have a barbecue without getting caught. And in the old days, they were like, the only reason you signed for the Titans at the start was either money or getting to go to shooters in Melbourne's. What about how my career could have went either this way or that way? Uh, when the when the Mariners finished in 97, they were going to pick five five of their best juniors, the Mariners were, and they tried to amalgamate with the Gold Coast Seagulls back then. And they're going yeah, to take right. all our best best juniors up. So they're going to take myself, Michael Hodgson, Ryan O'Hara and Brett Finch. And we all would have been at the Gold Coast when we were 17. So I'm not sure how that would have turned out, but that's career. It would have been interesting. But they had we had guys like Scotty Hill, Brett Kamali, all those guys that were playing for Australia back then. So it would have been interesting. But Gold Coast said no. They played one more year and got kicked out. So good decision, Gold Coast. Well, let's go into the game itself. Most of the focus. There's been two things that have taken, I guess, the focus in the last sort of 24 hours since the game finished. The first one is the New South Wales halves. And the second is the performance of the referee. So let's go straight into the halves conundrum. We spoke about it beforehand. We spoke about how this was a make or break game for Mitchell Moses. He's wearing a fair bit of shit um, about the way he played. And and I think he's probably the first bloke since Aaron Raper to have zero runs in in an origin game. But he defended well. Um, He he kicked a kick that, I mean, that Correa South try was probably... You know, that was you can't say Coruscant, Coruscant putting his head where Munster in the way. Yeah, Fijian, so Fijian how, head, Fijian head would be knocking your head out. Sorry. How how do you feel about? Let's start with Mitchell Moses. How do you think he went? Awful. Fair Nothing enough. short of that. He did. He just. He didn't. He didn't do what they asked him to do. Like you can't have zero run meters. You can't not attack the ball and just pass the ball to Jack White and then pass the ball to Turbo and like it's not under tens. The reason why Clear and Luai work so well, they got the they went to the they went to the line, showed they squared the middle up, and then they give ball to Turbo and Latrell when they had space. They created space for these guys. It wasn't just catch pass, catch pass. He didn't do anything. I mean, it was disappointing because we said this last week. You know, if he doesn't stamp his stamp his foot and they don't win, he'll probably never play again. He'll be one and done. Yeah, he'll be one and done. That's it. You got to look for the future now. You know, hopefully Clear is available for the next you know six or seven years. Because there's no one, there's no one chasing Cleary at all. And you know, I, just, I just wanted to see his defense was great, but to to attack the line and have no meters, you know what I mean? Like you, you've got to do something. He didn't, and he that's didn't, the he thing. didn't pressure him at all. Whiten Whiten was sort of I feel like Whiten was being criticised unnecessarily because Jack Whiten's a ball runner. You know what you yeah. what Jack Whiten's bringing. You know that if you're picking Jack Whiten at six that he, he's going to kick off the left and he's going to run the ball. And that's what yeah. you want from Jack White. You need your seven to be more creative than what Mitchell Moses was last night. So I think if, you, if you're going to criticise the halves, White scored a try, you know, he ran the ball well. He did what Jack White does. I don't know. I, I feel like they were almost relying on the 13 to, to, to be creative. Yeah. I don't know. It was disappointing. I just thought, I say it all the time, like, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, I'm ready for Origin. I want this chance. I'm waiting for it. Say all the right things before you get to the Origin Marina, don't you? And then when it comes your way and you got every opportunity, you don't take it. 
You know, like it's, it's called pressure. There's a thing called pressure. It doesn't happen in club land at all. It happens in that origin arena. That's why they need best survived, especially the halves. Like guys like JT and Joey and stuff like that. They were freakish players, mate. But at that level, they will get you get remembered in this game how you perform in origin. That's it. You can play 300 club games and not one origin. No one cares. That's how, that's how the people rule you on your, on your career. How'd you go in the origin world? How'd you go in the test arena? You know, you got your chance last night. And that's what I'm saying. I would have loved it if you had it went to the line and attacked, attacked, attacked. Just tried tried to, to get some big forward going off, sitting on his heels and throw a dummy or something like that because everyone was fatigued. He's one of the quickest players out there. I just wanted him to test his hand. I just didn't see it. Just let the game, what happens in origin, if you sit back, sit back, sit back, next minute, 30 minutes is gone and you haven't touched the ball. That's what happened to him. He didn't get yeah. the big, he, That's what happened to him. And then the game just got away from him. And next minute, they're chasing their tail. And then the forwards come in all of a sudden. And then they want their hit-ups. They want their hit-ups. The outside backs come in. And they push your half-backs out. That's what happens when you haven't got that. When he's not a general like the Andrew Johns and the Cooper Cronson and the JTs and Darren Lockyer's, and you don't demand that ball, you just get pushed out of the way. Especially in a game, a game where it's, a, it's already washed. It's a dead rubber. And you can't underestimate the pressure that it puts on the outside runners as well. If, you, if your halfback's not taking the line on and the defence know they're not going to take the line on, they're just going to brush well, him on the inside and keep going. Well, that's exactly what happened. When um, the, the back row's got the ball, bang, chopped down. And then like, Cameron Murray played outstanding. But he, was, he was just an animal all game. But the ball went out to the right side with Turbo, bang, straight on him. Because no one was getting squared up at all. And that's what Cleary was. Cleary made that game look so easy. Yeah. The first two games, which is where all the pressure and all your chips are pushed into game one and game two, they're not all there game three. They aren't. You know what I mean? It's a dead rubber. So that where, where Queensland will just, it's, it's called pressure. You know what I mean? Like there's a little word called pressure. They were under the pressure from keep to retain their spots, coaching spots, and the you know a couple of positions in their team, you know what I mean. Your forwards are fighting for everything. So next year they get the nod, like Cherry Evans and stuff. Like he would he would have been feeling pressure, Cherry. So he had to stand up. Everybody in that New South Wales side, bar Moses, is like you know what I'm probably going to be here next year because we won games yeah. one and two. You know what I mean. So it's just like you step, you try and say to yourself, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. You say all the right things, you prepare well, everything like that. But Queensland or the other team that's on that dead rubber are here, and you're just here. You're still there, but they're going about 110% and you're at about 90. And then collectively, if everybody has that sort of energy and the right attitude, then you start winning those little things. You know, it so, sucked. That, go. Do, do you reckon that's what happened with New South Wales? It, it, I mean, trying to stop getting flogged 3-0, the drive for that for Queensland was massive because it, it, it was looking like it was going to be the worst series. I mean, it ended up being the worst by points, series loss. But do you reckon New South Wales just couldn't get to that level of let's put the foot on the throat? Or do you reckon that it was more just the fact that they were missing Cleary and Luai in the halves? No, I think it was probably a mixture of everything. Like Queensland were really up for it. They don't want to go down. Like it was the first thing since 2000 to get clean swept. And yeah. that was when they threw the grenade. That's when all this shit really started. That's where you talk to any Queensland that was involved in that side. That was the most embarrassing point of their career. And then the pretty much since, since then, they've been building. And then they've obviously been a juggernaut since then. But they reckon that that 2000 series, when they got swept and um, fletched through their grenade, and everyone, you remember that one? And everyone went, yeah, yeah. All that sort of shit. That's one of, that was the, that was the, the line in the sand. Everyone, we fucking hate you proper now. 
That was it. So blame Fletch for their whole success. Blame him for everything. So I reckon the other thing that I guess has dominated the headlines today is the referee. And I know you were – Joey was on the Channel 9 last night um, and he was sort of pretty critical, I guess, of the fact that the referee was as involved in the game as he was. Um, also made a nice little off-microphone Boston Strangler call, which was outstanding. But um, I don't know. I, like – I feel like the referee was refereeing to the rules. And so if I get that Origin's different and I get that, you know, you want the game to flow as well as it can, but the ref was just doing his job, Will. Yeah, I know. I, I get it. But like 15 times, 15 more sets of six in the first it was half. so much. That's so much, man. The game is quick as hell. It's like, how much, how much quicker do you want it? How much more do you want these guys to fatigue? Obviously not. You know, they're fit as hell. These guys are machines what they're doing out there. You know what I mean? Like, what do you keep blowing this? The six to go, six to go. You try, are you trying to do it on purpose? You know what I mean? To try and get the game more fatigue and open up. I'm not sure if they do it, but they, do you want to get your little face in the, in the paper the next day? Well, time for the rest to get a little bit of shine. No one cares about you guys. Just blow the fucking whistle and ref the game properly. The best games is when people don't talk about the ref. Yeah, for they're sure. They're the best games. And they're, and that's what I've, I've spoken to refs before, and they're the ones that they love. But you've got, you've got, if you want to blow 15 penalties in the first half in an origin game, what do you expect? People are going to come yeah. at your neck. So just don't do it. Some of those things you could have helped. It wasn't like people went offside by, you know, three or four metres and stuff like that. Like, come on, man. Like, he just wants to hear his own fucking voice. So talking about oh. the game being sped up, the Kalen Ponger, you talk about Tom Trebojevic, but Kalen Ponga comes back from injury for the night, so win by 40 points. Kalen Ponga comes into a side that's been beaten by 100 points in two games, and they win, and he's instrumental. How good is Kalen Ponga? I just – I look at him as when he's had his first origin moment in that first game, and he was playing in the middle, and he was he made that run. He just looked like he was a, a class above, and he looked the same way last night. Yeah, he is. He's outstanding. He is. I mean, like – to have, you know, a shoulder reconstruction at the end of last year, miss the first four rounds, come back, miss a couple of four or five games here and there, disjointed start to the game, disjointed start to his, um, to 2021. Come back, absolutely kill it. Because he's one of our, he's a genuine superstar when he's fully fit. I don't want the kid to get injured anymore. I just want him to play at least five or six years straight of NRL and just consistent football. And he'll be one of our best players ever. He's got that talent. He's a, he's a top five talent in the game. He has been since he arrived. And no, no level seems to get to him. Doesn't matter. No occasion's too big. He just hasn't been able to put his front foot forward because of injuries. He would have been there game one. And it could have, it could have changed the whole game. Because you have a look who they put there. Who was it? Who was the fullback the first game? Holmes. Val Holmes played, yeah. Hey, Holmes, you know, like he's a winger. <laughs> you know, yeah, so at, he's, at that level he is, yeah. He's the best winger in the world. Even gags. Yeah. And it's not centers or fullbacks, so... Yeah, he, he just proved again how special he is. He's a proper talent. The thing that I love about Kalen Ponga, they keep asking him after Origin games, oh, it must have been fussed. Because there is that whole – Origin's a different beast. And I've never played it, obviously, mm. but you have. And you've told me a number of times that the, the, the level of mental and physical fatigue it puts on you is, is, is immense. They asked Kalen Ponga after his first game. He's about 14 years old. He goes, no, it's basically just a club game. And he was genuine. They asked him again yeah. last night, what was that like? He's like, oh, I was pretty fatigued for like 10 minutes. The kid's just a freak. He's a super freak, mate. Have you seen like, the way he moves and stuff? He's just one of those kids. I'm no wonder the young kids love him. 
I'd try and emulate that kid as well. He's a great kid off the field. He's everything you want your kid to be. You know, he's what a great role model for the game. I hope we don't lose him. We should be tying him up on a 10-year deal because I know we would love him, the All Blacks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll go there. I'll go there too. If I was was you, I'd be like, Kalen, stop fucking around in this game for two or three years. Go to the All Blacks. What about that? They won't even tackle him. They won't tackle him. Look at the the only downside. The amount of hits that kid's copping, like how aggressive these blokes are flying down on him. You're not copping that in Union. Please. No. The worst thing about all him, over the world. he said he wants to play for the All Blacks instead of the Wallabies. If he wanted to play for the Wallabies, he'd be my favourite ever. Um, but <laughs> he knows he knows where he wants to win World Cups. That's why. He wouldn't go for the Wallabies. I watched them on Tuesday night. It was extremely disappointing. So I think... Who they play? The Sorry, who they play? Well, who they play? They played the French and they lost and they played shit and they break my heart every time. So honestly, it's like testicular surgery every time I watch them. Uh, so again. Nathan, again, again, Nathan Cleary... You'd have to say, though, and we've watched Nathan Cleary growing as a player. He's, he, he came on the scene and he had a huge amount of raps on him, but he didn't like taking the line on early. And we've talked about that before. Nathan Cleary's importance to that New South Wales side can't be underestimated either because they looked – Mitchell Moses is not a bad footballer, but you take Nathan Cleary out to steer that side around, they looked a different team. There's levels. As I said, there's levels. You know, like people keep picking these, you know, they pick, we pick these great club players and stuff like that. You know, it's just, it's a different level to, to origin. That's why he probably hasn't pushed it for the last three or four years because there's origin players and there's really good club players. He's just a really good club player. Mm. And Nathan Cleary got injured and therefore he comes in, tries to get a chance and doesn't, doesn't work out for him. You know, but all, all he had every opportunity to, put his, to stamp his foot on that game. It just got away from him. The good players don't let it get away. It's different when I'm like, I'm not a, I'm not a halfback. I never had to do that. My job is get the ball, run hard, tackle hard. I could do that quite easy. I didn't have to kick good. I didn't have to do anything. There's a lot of things. That's what something you know, halfbacks. Why we can't. That's why we can't. We haven't been developing these great halves in the last 10, 15 years, have we? It's a hard position, nah. mate. Very hard. And Cleary makes it look easy. Joey Johns made it look easy. And JT made it look easy. Cooper Cronk made it look easy. That's three people in 30 years. That's it. Three yeah. halves in 30 years that were outstanding, better than better than all the rest. In 30 years. So that's you almost made me. Game. That was better than all the rest. Just pulling out the Tina Turner. We're going back and to Mick McNeil. And McNeil. 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 McNeil's face, though. Um, yeah. Just quickly, he's, he's fourth. He's only four, he's fourth. He's he should be an immortal. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who's picking these Hall of Fame and Immortal, but if McNeil does not get recognised soon, I will. Mal Meninga's picking it. Mal Meninga's picking it. Well, only because you know mm. that ankle tap was special. So, just speaking about, and you played in winning Origin series. Should they have presented the shield after game two? I, like it's. I know it's a little thing, but you look at those blokes up there, they get presented the shield. A, Cleary and Luai, who basically won on the series, they're not the photos, Daniel Saifidi. So they're, they're hey, no, mm. they're gone. Yeah, I get and it, then, I get it. I don't know, what do you reckon? I, I just think, why not just give them the shield after game two? It's been going around for a while because the last time we were in this position was 2003 and it happened to us again. They gave it to it at the end of game three. We got flogged by Queensland in Suncorp and we got the shield then. It was the biggest high. Massive high, massive low. It was just it's awful. a letdown, eh? It, it is. Letdown. It is. It's like, ugh, it's just like, what are we getting this for? You'd rather, you know, you'd rather take it at Suncorp 
showed everywhere there. Yeah. But everyone's waiting for that sweep. That's what they want. They want the sweep. And I mean, like if you give it, if you, if you gave us the option, New South Wales, do you want to, um, do you want to take it in New South Wales? Do you want to go up Queensland and rub it in their face? You want to go up there. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's just in you. You don't want to take it in game two. It's just not, it's not part of the culture. They could have rubbed it in Queensland. Every game's in Queensland. They yeah. could have rubbed it in. It's been three games in Queensland. Rub it yeah, in their I'm face, sure. whatever you want. I just think go and get yourself a stage and give them the trophy, and then game three they can all. I don't know. What do you, what do you think confetti. about the Wally Lewis medal? I think Latrell Mitchell got robbed. To yeah. be honest, I, I, I'm not angry at both. If oh, Latrell yeah, had got it, I think I just don't think anyone else deserved it. I mean, unless Teddy played a 10 out of 10 last night, he wasn't going to get it. But I think Latrell had his moments last night and Turbo had his moments last night. So imagine Turbo made that break and he threw the dummy. Yeah. Ponga was going for that intercept and he was under the post, game over. Anyway, I'm sure Turbo doesn't want to hear that. But no, um, look, yeah, I, I think, I he's, think he's, he's phenomenal. He played phenomenal. Mm. And I think I, um, they, both are, they both are outstanding. It's great to have two people neck and neck. And that was so good, that whole series. I just but, think, for you me, know, you just want... Like, the Trell Mitchell, you would love to see him being embraced by the public now. You know, he, he's had a mm. checkered sort of, you know, that that polarising sort of thing. I just yeah. think it would have been a wonderful way for Latrell Mitchell to come back into being the player that he is and to be embraced by the public for that. I think it would have been a really nice thing. Mm. I think, I mean... I, I just, for both those kids, both great kids, both role models, both very well respected in the rugby league community and in just the community. So um, if they one if one got it, I was happy. Yeah, I wouldn't be kicking up. I wouldn't be kicking up a stink if 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 Latrell won it, or I wouldn't be kicking up a stink saying Latrell should win it because of Turbo. And both of them wouldn't act like that because they know they're no, pretty much on not. par. Yeah, it's pretty even, even, even competition. It's kind of like Tony Grimaldi getting robbed for the Clive Churchill medal in 2004. Very similar. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, Paul Green, gone. One more year. I think this might, it might save him. It, this is going to go, go up to the, it's going to go down to the leadership group. Queensland, big dogs. We're talking to senior players, other coaching staff, see how Green gets along with all the other players. And if he doesn't, He's done. That'll be it. Is he done? Does he get on with the players? I don't think he does. Not all of them. I mean, I've spoken to a few of them after game one. They didn't really have big raps on him. Um, so, yeah, I don't think – I wouldn't be betting on him. You know what I mean? I just don't – I don't think I would. With bettingsite.com.au, Paul Green. <laughs> Go on. Uh, all right. Well, that's Origin for another year. That's fantastic performance by New South Wales. It's a little bit of a letdown. Um, to see how the game, I guess, finished last night. But New South Wales won it. They won it well. So congratulations to everyone. Congratulations to Queensland. And congratulations to McNeil for being the next immortal. Sam Walker. Let's talk about Sam Walker quickly. Because I don't get the hatred that came out of last week when Sam Walker, for those that didn't see it, Sam Walker chose to run the clock down against the Bulldogs by instead of kicking the ball out or kicking the ball dead or just having little run-ups and and falling over from dummy half, he did a Benny Hill backwards Forrest Gump run and just ran 100 metres backwards and then ran the ball out. 
I don't have a problem with it. I don't understand why this has created so much controversy. It was a smart play by the kid. I reckon too, because imagine I look at the other side. If he had to pass the ball to someone and he runs and then does his knee, you know what I mean? Imagine that. Imagine that sitting on your conscience when you could have just kicked it out or ran it yourself. You got the ball in your hands. You can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? So he he can do what he wants. I'm not sure. All these people just coming out saying, "Who who are they?" I mean, oh, gossip column. Is it the NRL nine gossip column? <laughs> you know, it's just, you know what it's, it is. It's, it's all the gossip column. All they do is just put the worst things on their Instagram and just get people to comment. The people buy that shit, I suppose. They're just dumb as fucking shit. Do you know it's what? Terrible. Will, like, I, I, I love that, you know, because I tried to, I get on Twitter and, and, and we engage on social media and everyone should, you know, follow us on Instagram and, and, and Facebook and Twitter and all that. And I was sort of asking people, what, what specifically is it about that play that you, and oh, it's a cat play and, he ran back. Yeah, sorry, like, sorry, tough guy that never ever played the game. But I'm just for mine. The kid's been running, taking the line on for eight weeks of first grade at 18. He's, he's about 12 stone winging wet. How is he a cat? Like you've got to just, understand the people that are writing these messages in. They've never played in their life, or they might have played to under 18s, and they might play bush football or whatever they whatever they're watching. They sit on their little high horse. And they can sit there and judge a young 18-year-old kid for, for, for taking the smart way out and calling him a cat. How many games you play? None. You're drinking piss. You're just drinking piss on your, on your lounge every Friday night, sitting here judging people. That's why I don't buy back at people, because I know what the sort of people they are. Yeah. You know, what sort of person would you be from what sort of person would you be if you're going to comment on someone like calling someone a cat? A kid who plays at the heart in the hardest position on the field. Small, and he's an eighteen-year-old kid. 18 year old kid yeah. Got hit by a truck the week before. Justin Olin, you think he's a cat there? Calling yeah, the cat after right. that. He got hit by yeah, a truck. He got right. up and played the ball straight away. So, I just, you just got to understand the people that are calling him that. You know the journos yeah. that are saying this and that. They're journos. Hey, how many how many hit ups you done, journo? None. That's your job to comment on the game. So you can comment about dog shit things like that. And it's a, it's all about clickbait all these comments and all these sort of shit. So I don't buy into that crap because it's just shit journalism again. It's It was good to see actually Uncle Chris come out and have a crack at kids. Because, I mean, ultimately, I, I, I love the – the kid does things differently. And and for people that don't understand where he's come Billy from – Billy Slater come out too. And said, shut up. Yeah. No, he yeah. just said, look, sorry, a kid looks at things different. What do you think? Want him to be the same old stupid player that, you know, like he looks at things different. He plays the yeah. game different. So does so did uh, Robbo come out and said that he's playing the smart smart card. As I said before, imagine if he went across the line, across the line, dummy, dummy. The game's over, and then he got then he got crashed and smashed his knee. Injuries can happen in a second, or he passes it to someone else. Someone else smashes his knee. You know, like you take that risk factor out of it. Risk and reward. I'm, I'm if I, if you had known that play, if you had passed it to me, and I knew I was going to get injured, I want you to run back. You know, what I mean? I, yeah. people don't think like that. People don't think like that. I'm like, run back 300 metres if you don't get tackled and kick it out. No one gets hurt. We go along to live another day and fight another week. And that's people the way I need to understand. That's the way I think of it. People need to understand as well. He comes from a family that the, the Walker brothers coached Ipswich and that, their whole coaching method was smart completely play. different. It's a smart you know? play. So, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, all right, Will. So the other thing you is... Know who do? You know who the, do? You know who do? People who never played the game and people who just sit in their little armchairs watching football every week, sitting there judging everyone. No one gives a shit what you say. I judge everyone. It's fine. You're on this show. 
Uh, all right, so the NRL sides are all going up to Queensland. Everyone's going to Queensland. AFL, NRL, everyone. It's good up there. Uh, so rather be up there. Little, they're going to little hubs. You've got the Gold Coast. You've got the Bulldogs, the Eels, the Rabbits, the Raiders, and the Warriors. Good on the Warriors too. Everyone who plays for the Warriors and is involved with the Warriors, the entire comp, I said on the weekend, they should get a 10-point head start every game because they literally played a game of footy, walked off the field, and they went, guess what? You're not going where you are now. You're going to Queensland. They're like, oh, okay, sweet. I haven't been home in nine months. Unreal. Just tell me where to go and I'll go there. They are the best. They're institutionalised now. Oh. It doesn't matter. They're just they're in their in little regimented little life. sucks. Now everybody else has to get on to what they've been doing for the last year and a half. Exactly. I mean, these football players, these football players, the penny's surely got to drop. You know, they're going to get, they're going to get to go to Queensland. Weather's better up there. They, they hang out with each other. Where down here and in Melbourne is in lockdown. You can only leave your house to get essentials. You know, you can't, con- you can't congregate in public. You can't do anything like that. So, for you, for those guys to get the opportunity to still play rugby league up there, the best game in the world, hang out with their mates and just concentrate on playing rugby league. That's the best job in the world. So if they stuff this up, anybody up there now, you're you're kidding yourself. You are well, honestly, and I don't think I don't think it will happen. But just think of it like all the rest of us are stuck at home. You know, some most of the people have lost their jobs or they're working from home, all that kind of stuff. They're losing a lot of money, man. You guys get to go up there, still get full pay, get everything they want. Everything's given to you. I know it's like in the NRL, NRL world. You don't do anything. All you got to do is play your best football. Concentrate on your football. Finish the year off. I don't care where the grand final is. care if it's at Suncorp or North Queensland, whatever. Just finish the year off. No more dramas. And just get along with it. It's not that big a deal. A lot of people are doing a lot more harder than you blokes. They've sent the Dragons to Brisbane, which I think is a mistake. I would have sent them as far away from public eye as possible. I sent up the Sunshine Coast, but up the Sunshine Mount Coast, Isa. the Knights. Mount Isa, you both yeah. in Mount Isa. <laughs> have as many barbecues at Vaughan's John as yeah. you like. Then you've got the Knights, the Panthers, the Roosters, and the Sea Eagles. Do you know what we're going to do next week, Will? We're going to, we're going to pick which of those, if you picked all the sides, we're going to pick which side would win, which hub would win, both okay. on the field and off the field. Oh, all right. Where's St. George? <laughs> They're in Brisbane. <laughs> They're in Brisbane. Oh, Bruce Vegas. Did. Stay off those rooftops. Eh? Get, Get away the from Fortitude. Get away from Fortitude Valley. Oh, mate. Brizzy goes off. I don't want to go out there again. An Elmo doll that wants to kill its owner. A kids' TV show where the main character has a giant penis. Poop flavored ice cream. A meme that destroyed someone's life. These are just a few of the hot button issues we tackle here on That Sucks. A podcast for your ears. I'm Troy Nabaman. And I'm Dan Cribb. And if you don't listen to That Sucks on the Handshake Agency Network, then you suck. Join us each fortnight as we unpack some of the biggest fails across pop culture and beyond, joined by the occasional special guest. Head over to thepodcasts.com.au to check out That Sucks now. You can also find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever good podcasts are sold. All right, William. So this week, there's some, actually there's some pretty good games this week. Um the, the really? games are as good as the players that are playing. So tonight, the Titans are playing the Eels. Um, the Titans oh, are backing up. Sorry, I thought it was around 19, sorry. The Titans are backing. Yeah. They're backing up all their origin stars, or they were before we started recording this. But yeah. um, David Fafita's fresh. 
Did he, did he only miss that one Origin game? Yeah, that's it. That's his. No, that's his okay. bad. T Big Tino, um, he's he's back. Fodawaka, he's playing. Brimson. Who else? That's it. How how would no. you have gone? Did you? What was this, the quickest backup you ever had? The next day. Was oh, did you from have a Origin next day or game? Test? From Origin, yeah, from Origin. Friday, Friday. We didn't have Thursday night games. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I didn't mind the Friday, but the quicker sometimes the better because the soreness doesn't kick into about 48 to 72. By the time you get over your Wednesday little hangover, Thursday you just walk through and then you roll straight into Friday. Maybe they're not doing that now. Actual hangover? Is that <laughs> you're not talking about? Just for those listening, you're not talking about the hangover from the game physically. You're talking about an actual hangover. Oh, yeah, the hangover. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Every single hangover you can get, you roll straight in. Origin, you don't know when your last origin is. I played my last. I played origins like it was my last. And after and after as well. It's the best, It was the best time of my life. Now these guys obviously can't experience that due to COVID reasons, protocols and all that sort of shit. But that's the way it was like when we were playing. And everybody out of that 17 would be out regardless when you were backing up, if it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, you just did what you had to do. Well, and it, made, it, made, it made you accountable. Some of, the, some of the players that I've seen back up from a Wednesday night to a Friday or Saturday and get man of the matches is unbelievable. Yeah. JT was the king. Joey was a master. And I was you? like a prince. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I was up there, mate. I was up there. Um. The Sea Eagles are playing against the Dragons. It's So they've rested Turbo. The reason they've rested Turbo is because St. George have had to stand down half of the party, um, which means um, you look at that St. George side and you think they can't win. I don't know. The Dragons have an opportunity here to show the outside world that they're really galvanised. I mean, I know it's a basically a Reggie side, but there's but, some pretty yeah, good I mean- footballers in there. Yeah, I'm just looking at the team now. He's still got Ben Hunt, Corey Norman, McCulloch, Jabellin, Tarek, Blake Laurie. Like, you got a fair team there, man. Did Corey Norman get his wallet back? Yeah. Who has a wallet these days anyway? <laughs> Corey Norman. Hey? I wonder what he had in it. Got a George Costanza wallet. <laughs> I think I think the Manly will win that. I'd like to give the yeah. Dragons an opportunity, but they won't. Uh, Canberra against the Sharks. I reckon this is one of the best games of the round because the Sharks, they're just plugging away, aren't they, the Sharks? Like, they're not setting the world on fire, but they're also, um, they're, they're in the eight and yeah. Canberra aren't. So, but Canberra have to win because they're at home. Oh, no, no one's at home, are they? No. I want to change my tip. I just thought the Canberra were at home, but I've just... No, no, no one's at home. It doesn't really matter. No, that's I mean, right. I think the Sharks have got a lot to play. They're on 14 and the Sharks are on 16. So it'll be interesting. They've got a lot to play for, Canberra. I just don't think Canberra have it anymore. I honestly don't. I don't think they've got that swag that they had a couple of years ago. I literally only tipped them because I thought they were playing in Canberra and it's a minus yeah. 50. That was a terrible decision by me. You've tipped them too, though. We're together. Me and you are yeah. together. Yeah, I don't even remember. The producers. Yeah, I don't home. know. Yeah. What is it? Cowboys, uh, Roosters, Cowboys. Not really. This would be Valentine weird Valentine Holmes. That's, so Valentine Holmes, the Cowboys, um, they've had pretty uh, 
One thing as well, I was watching the Origin last night, looking at Valentine's Holmes. He was in the NFL like two years ago. You know what I mean? Everyone forgets. The play went over and was like Changed his whole body. NFL. I feel sorry for him because he, he looks sharp, but he just can't yeah. find it. He can't find it. You know, like he's getting injured here and there. He's he's um he's not playing consistent football. But I was I was impressed with Big Francis Molo last night. He was, he was going pretty hard. That team that I mean that team's still got a lot of talent, man. I reckon yeah. uh, I'd love to change my bet, but I can't because no, the, Roos, I mean, the Roosters are, the Roosters are pretty good last week. That's a dog. Just really, but the dogs the dogs actually just come out and had a bit of fight about it. Yeah, they did. Dogs were good last week. To be honest, they, there was a bit of talk about Trent Robinson blowing up in the in the change room in the in the coaching box when Sam Walker ran backwards. I reckon if anything, no, he Trent wasn't. Robinson no, he was didn't. filthy about he was filthy about the fact that they hadn't put Canterbury away. That's what he was mm. angry about. Nothing to do with that. No, uh, at the all. Storm against the Knights. Be a good game. Dollar twelve. The Storm are a dollar twelve. That is literally the biggest slap in the face to Newcastle. Yeah. How are they a dollar twelve? This is another rivalry game. The Knights don't, you know, they don't like each other, these two. Yeah, it's true. Um, 650, jeez. Everyone should get on. How good, mate. The Storm, the storm, the the storm, the storm are unstoppable, mate. What they're doing to other teams is, is ridiculous. Yeah. How they coach the teams. I mean, like, they're just, it's like clockwork. Everyone comes back from their respective states and they come back and they just absolutely kill it. Unbelievable, Jerome Hughes. If Cleary wasn't the best, wasn't the best halfback in the game. He's second or first. Yeah, he's yeah. outstanding. He's a def- he's a, and his defense is very underrated. He's amazing. Watch him defend the way that he was the way he squeezes the middles up from the other team and goes out the back. He's got great combination with Nico Hines as well. He's been great. He's been good, and they've still got Pappenhausen and Grant come back too. The Storm is terrifying. Uh, the Warriors. Against the Panthers, um, I'd love to see the Warriors win. I just and they just they never get flogged. The Warriors. That's one thing. They just they're always in the game. They they have that must be that must be year. more heartbreaking. Oh, it almost would be, wouldn't it? It's like we're almost there. Yeah, we just kept. Like, what are we doing wrong? Week. What are we doing wrong? You know what I mean? Like just that little bit of excellence, uh, the consistency. You know, they still um they still got a really good side, but it's just they just lose a bit of class. They need ten point know. start. Ten point start. They should every be. Game. That should be easy. Thank you to yeah, the Warriors. They're loading up. Look at that, guys. Like, I mean, look at their forward pack: Leota, Coruscant, Fisher, Harris, Kickout, Capewell, Isaiah, Yo. Liam Martin can't even get in the starting side. He's an Origin player. He was That's good last night. Lot. He, he came off the bench. He was that energy that he brought. I love the way he's just yeah. an aggressive human. It's good. Yeah, he is. I just think, yeah, that side there. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sold on Tyrone May. Nah. I don't like him at all. Nah, no good. Person or He's player. He's no good. Uh, the Broncos against the Tigers. The Broncos really do need to win this because they very rarely put two wins on the trot. And they came, they're coming off the bye. Um, they beat the, the Sharks up there. The Tigers' mm-hmm. season is 100% on the line here and probably Michael Maguire's job too. So yeah, the if they don't roll Michael Maguire, they roll over, he's gone. So it's let's see how much they like Michael Maguire's coaching, to be honest. Broncos, they, they, they're going all right. It's not awful. 
They're not awful, are they? They haven't. Well, they they go from. I mean, awful for the last two awful. games, you know, like they've been all right. Like I just think it's not too bad at the moment. They're probably they're at that stage where they're going. They're going all right. Yeah, Payne Haas back, Flegler, Taste of Origin. Um, who else? Tony Staggs is massively. He's so important. Yeah, he's he an animal. Important. He's an animal. Yeah. That kid. Um, it's still a good side, man. That's why people just keep like sort of backing him all the time. I Corey can't Oates wait to see him waste Katoni Look at the size of their back, back three. I mean, not um, but just their outside backs. Xavier Coates, Katoni Stairs, Corey Oates, Tessie Neu, Kirby Farnworth. Like, that's a fucking big side, man. Bruce Candy, Payne Hart, Sally Glenn. But TC Rabardi's a good kid, man. He's a great kid. Yeah. Thomas Flegler, origin, but stay on the bench. Go figure. Start Reese Kennedy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sold with the Tigers. It's terrible. They keep dishing up the dog shit. Yeah, they do. I just don't think they like the coach. I think they're not. I, I think he was brought in to do a job, and I think that he has not been able to do that job because they haven't bought into what he's saying. You know, I think South bought into what Michael Maguire was saying, and he's like a fish. He goes off after a period of time, but I just don't think mm. the Tigers are bought in, and it shows on the field. Yeah, uh, terrible. South against the Bulldogs. South. What do you say? The dogs, ten dollars. Ten dollars. That's embarrassing. I don't think they deserve that. I'm gonna ask Harry about how they could possibly who is setting these markets. That's disrespectful market. Double figures. Wow. All right, Will. Well, you know what it's time for now? What's that? I want to do the boys. Big boy. <laughs> Ooh, nice. nice. Willie's big boy. All right. My big boys. I'm going off. I'm just going off origin. I have to, mate. They um they were absolute animals last night. It's so hard. It was so hard to pick, obviously, because Queensland won, but I just don't think their big boys really played that well. Um my one point is going to go with Junior Paulo. I think he played the whole first half in the middle. It was outstanding what he was doing, the amount of work that he got through the hit-ups. And as I said, like before, where, where Moses was like missing out on those ball, the ball, like the forwards would just take, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's what Junior Paulo was doing. He was getting that ball early. He was getting it right off the ruck. He was skipping over, got some really good offloads, but his work rate was outstanding. He was, um, he was unbelievable. Two points. Big Tino Farsua Malaawi, he was a beast. You know, he was a bit, he was a bit, bit off of uh, game one and two. I'm not even, I don't even, I didn't even check their stats. This is me going off the eyeball test what they did, and he was a beast. He set that um, the hammers first try up. You know, he hit that hole off Munster. Like he's just, he was outstanding. His leg speed was great. It was just, it was great because the two props for um, Queensland did their job. No, getting a quick play, play the balls. And then Tino could get on that third play. Do you know what I mean? A little bit wider from the ruck, hitting off the six, and he could sort of time his running when he wasn't the one or two. Um, you know, because he's not the biggest body, but he plays he plays a lot bigger than what he is. Uh, my three points, Payne Hart. The amount of minutes that he was playing, but the quality minutes and what he was doing with the ball, like he was just running so direct. His defense was outstanding. He just does all those little things that the big props don't do. And not at his age too. He's only 22 years old. And stuff that he does is like a, a, a prop that's been around for 10 years. 
you know, it's his second or third year in origin already. He's going to be a starter for many years, but he was he was the best big boy on on the on the field. Modu Fotoaka, he was probably about four, um, but that was about it. Dal Fanuk and all those sort of blokes, they played some really good football. But um, if you're going to pick the best forward, I think Cameron Murray was the best forward on the field. He's not just not big enough. He's not, he's not a big boy. No, no, he's, he's just not, not a big boy. Just, yeah, yeah, like he's just you know he just doesn't fit the criteria. But these other boys do. You know, the like Cam Murray's is a whippet. He and he's so strong. His tackle tech is outstanding. He plays massive minutes, like eighty minutes in the middle or on an edge. Creates with the ball. Does all the little things that people just don't want to do. He, I'd love to play with the Cameron Murray. Love to, mm. but they're the three big boys that were making some damage, man. Like Payne Haas was a beast. Every single minute he was on, I'm not even going to check his stats. They're outstanding. I think the eye test, I think you're right. Well, I I would like personally to throw out a massive thank you to Young Henrys who are, there we go, the proud sponsors of this show. They've sent us a big pile of booze. Um, thank you. And it's, yeah, it's, I, I don't know if people actually drink Young Henrys, but it's actually my favourite drink now. We've sent, they've sent us a number of different types too. So I'm going to try them all, but I'll tell you what, it, for an Australian yeah, rip into that gin too. How good's gin? I love gin. I love How it. good's lockdown? All I do is just drink Young Henry's. It's good. I'm looking really <laughs> good at the moment. I'm doing night. very little training and just drinking piss. It's good. And also, speaking of getting fat, Bondi Tony's is the other big sponsor of this segment. So Payne Haas on 15 votes has leapfrogged into the league. Um mm. I don't know how Bondi Tony's is going to get to Brisbane. Again, I can probably step in. Me and you, Will, can probably sort that out ourselves. We'll give it to him. We'll give it to him. Junior, we'll definitely give it to him. We'll send photos of it as we eat it. So Junior Paulo's on 13 votes. James Fisher-Harris is on 13. Um, Tina, oh, it's a race from three now. It's just basically out of Payne-Harris, Junior Paulo and James Fisher-Harris. And they're, so, the big, they're big boys. They are. You have a look at the game. They dominate. They're big. They're big. And so thank you again to Young Henrys. We love you. And thank you for your generosity for both us and the big boys. Thank you to Bondi Tonys. I cannot wait to rip into a big burger soon. And that's all. All right, William. Yes. Bettingsite.com.au. They, I don't know. I feel like we're letting them down. Do you feel like we're letting them down? No, I've won two. That's way better than you. I've won two as well. Okay. Ian, Look at that straight away. You haven't. I have. I'm pretty sure I have. Harold. Welcome. Hey, good day. How are we, guys? Uh, mate, I'm all right. I really am getting to a point, though, where I'm starting to doubt myself. I can tell that by your bets this week. You, you've gone really short. But look, Ian, we're going to get you a winner. Look, we're going to get you off two wins. We're going to get you a third one. You just got to hang just, in. Mate, I'm just... I have got short. I just need I just need one. I just... I'm just... You know, when you just... You're in your eight, you're 18 or 19 and you've been going out to nightclubs and you're just doing your best and you just need one to get you off the start. Nice. Now, 100%. I am going... I like this. I am going to bet... Willie's big boy. I'm going to gamble responsibly. And I'm going to take Manly, Roosters, Storm, Panthers, head-to-head, all short, into the Rabbitohs 13+. plus. And look, I'll go as far. If this doesn't get up, 
then, then you're in a crisis. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah, look. Um, I agree. No, no turbo, no DCE for Manly Friday night. They still should be good enough to uh, topple that dragon side, which is, you know, just in tatters with, you know, who's coming in and out with um, COVID bans and stuff like that. But, yeah, they, they should still be good enough to get the chocolates in that one. And, yeah, I, I just don't see a universe in where your bet doesn't get up. Yes, three, same, yeah. I do. Lad, Ladbrokes are $3.07. They're giving you that price, and I think they will rue the day that they messed with you, Ian. Thank you. <laughs> See, this is the sort of positivity oh, I need. I love in my it. Life. I love it. All right. Yeah. Mine well, is, um, Mike Acevo, anytime try scorer. Um, Manly Seagulls versus Seagulls. Manly Seagulls versus I love Georgia the Seagulls. Over. They're my favourite team. Over 48 and a half. Penrith just head to head. And. South Sydney Rabbits and Canterbury under 52 and a half. That's a big line, 52 mm. and a half. Yeah. It is. Especially big. when South will have to score all of them. Well, no. that's the thing. Well, that, that's why I, I thought about like thought that. about all that before I put that bet on. That's why the, I like that game to go unders because, Willie, sports. Oh, it is, does it say under? Is it under? Yeah, yeah under 52 unders. and a half points. So, sports bet have given you $8.59. Sebo. He's going to get a try. He scores them yeah. for fun. I kind of, yeah, that, that Seagulls-Dragons game, like just that has the potential to be high scoring. I like I like taking the overs there. Panthers without their first choice halves, a little iffy, but let's back them to get the job done against the Warriors. Uh, and then, yeah, the Rabbitohs are going to have to score a lot of points and they are going to score a lot of points. But I also think the Bulldogs will go scoreless because they've gone through these trends where... Yeah, they'll play really well and aim up, and then the next week they'll just yeah. unless Lachlan Lewis just says, "Yeah, chip chase." Yeah, they, chases, yeah chip chase hey? that, love, that try was sick. By the I way, I love that. Oregon, Oregon was an awesome try. It was good for him. Yeah, it was yeah. really good for him. He's been, my, he's been on yeah. the outer for a my while. My favorite thing, man. my favorite thing is footy is the chip and chase try. We just don't see enough of them. Brent Sherwin was the king at it. Yeah, shifty McNeil was the greatest at it. McNeil had real. He had a lot mm. of tricks in the book. What couldn't? Uh, right. What couldn't so McNeil do? Everything. Score you do try. everything. So, <laughs> win a grand final. So, what <laughs> um, what price are we getting and who with? Sports better giving Willie $8.59. That's and a good bet. Nice. Look, I loved your bet, Ian, but I think I think Willie's in winner territory here too. Yeah, he is. Yeah. That's not bad, Will. On face value, I'll give some my own money on that. During the weekend when I'm just doing nothing. Mm. But drinking young yeah. Henry's gin by the bottle. By the bottle. Thank you again to young Henry's. Yeah. Uh, so the producer who hey, that's he hasn't produced this year. He was responsible for at least five grand last year. He I was. would say if I had to describe the most disappointing thing about 2021, it would not be COVID. It would not be lockdowns. It would be the producer. He, okay. not only can he not produce our show properly, and I have to set up my own background, and he definitely didn't just give me an iPad with all this set up. I had to do all this myself. Same. He can't win. He cannot win. Yeah. What's yeah. his bet? So, Harry, say something rude about it. Go on. Well. It feels good. I mean, he he did preempt us 
pre-show by saying I wanted to get on the British Open. I had a bet there, but then of course it started. It had already started, so I missed out. So oh, that old yeah, chestnut. There we go. Listen so look, he's already he's gone for a there. horse here. Yeah, he has. He's gone for Pinion, which is the number eight in race seven at Flemington this week. Now Sportsbet are giving him eleven bucks for that one. So look, you aren't going eleven anywhere. bucks. Ooh, that's nice. Look, Melbourne, they're in lockdown now. Sydney, we're all in lockdown. You know what happened in the first lockdown when everyone couldn't leave the house? Sky Racing was the most watched channel on Foxtel. So everyone's going to be watching the horses again. So watch Race 7 at Flemington on Saturday afternoon, number eight, Pinion. I thought Pornhub was. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that I uh, developed a drinking problem and got fat. But that's I know, not that where happened you were going with that. Yeah, so... All right. And I like it when he goes to the horses because he's got some idea about the horses. No, he does. Uh, and so, Harry, what do you got, big guy? Look, so the good folks at Ned's giving me $8 for Eels head-to-head and the Roosters with the 11.5 start, so the minus 11.5. So that game's been moved to Saturday 3 o'clock. Now, so a beautiful afternoon in Townsville. They don't get many day games in Townsville. That wet track last week just does not suit the way they like to play. Um, I, I think they win that game pretty comfortably. Uh, I've taken the Knights um, plus 23 and a half. You wouldn't believe that was still paying about $1.70 because the Storm just score points for fun. Um, that game as well today has just moved back up to Queensland. So that'll be on the Gold Coast instead of at Amy Park. Um, so I'd I like that, Harry. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, mm. I can't Look, see the Knights getting hammered by a minion. No, I, I, when, when when the odds came out, I could not believe the betting for that. I, I could not believe the Knights were that long. I don't think they'll win the game, but for them to be that long was was crazy yeah. talk. It's uh, a big and then line. I, and then I've got the Broncos head to head over the Tigers. Like you just cannot trust the Tigers to do anything. And Broncos showed some nice improvements just before the buy. Um, that back line all of a sudden with Katoni Staggs and it has a little bit more strike. Um, and that right edge. Yeah. And he's, and the Tigers are debuting another kid at left center. So Staggs has a big advantage there. I, I think Staggs will be the first try scorer in that game. The Broncos mm. will win and hopefully I collect $400 and we put it towards a good cause. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So who's that with? That's with Ned's the eight dollar price. Good old Ned's, mate. That's a good. That's a good bet too. So we've got at the moment we've got just a tick over three and a half grand in the kitty. No, three grand. Tick over three grand, and that'll go to a good club at the end of the year. We are going to start obviously um, setting all the stuff up so that bettingsite.com.au can provide um, these winnings for some local club who deserves it. We'll get all of the things on our social media pages about how you can win it for your club. Harry, thanks again, mate. Thanks again to bettingsite.com.au. Really appreciate you and we appreciate all that your company does for us. Look, good to chat again, guys, and hopefully we're rolling in the cash over the weekend. Mm, Let's hope so, mate. Nice. See, you, mate. See you next week, pal. See you, guys. And always gamble responsibly. responsibly. It's important. Just do it. We do. do. We don't want to win we too do much. It. We don't want to win too much. We win at the end. All right. Well, that concludes our wonderful podcast for this week. 
I think it was a good one. Geez, we're good at this, Will, aren't we? I hope everyone loves us. better. I love you, Will. Love How good young too. Henry's. <laughs> so it's way better than drinking whiskey. Mate, last couple of weeks has been tough. But uh, yeah. please get on your apps, rate and review and subscribe. Uh, we'd like to thank bettingsite.com.au. We'd like to thank Young Henry's. We'd like to thank Bondi Tony's. We'd like to we'd thank like to, all of we'd you. Like to, we'd like to get some um, just some questions in from anyone, any of our fans and followers, listeners, all that kind of stuff. If you've got any questions for Ian and myself, regardless, it doesn't have to be about football. It could be about it. mental health. It could be about anything. Just, just shoot us shoot us a message. DM us or do whatever and we'll, um, we'll, be, uh, we'll greatly oblige it. Do you know what I'm going to do in lockdown, Will? I'm going to embrace Instagram. If you're out there and you're – I mean, you've got 50 billion followers anyway. I, I pay no attention to Instagram. If you're on Instagram, what do you call it? Friend me? Friend me on – no, that's Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> follow me. I'll follow you back and we can talk. Let's talk. Let's right. get a real dialogue going. Uh, and Twitter. We're going to do a Twitter game. We do mostly every yeah. Twitter game now. We'll be at home all weekend, so it doesn't matter. I'm just going to sporadically just tweet whenever I want. Because I watch every game anyway. So thanks again for listening. William, I miss you. We'll speak next week. All right, mate. We'll speak tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Following Willie more and more. Award Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie... The Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Wow. Oh, you got skills, son! The uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you! You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. <laughs>